0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Be You Mum podcast. I'm Annie, mum, wife, nutritional therapist, music lover, and believer that animal print will never go out of fashion. I believe that we are at our most happiest and healthiest when all parts of ourselves are aligned and singing in harmony, the mind, body, heart, and spirit. For me, like most, motherhood has been life-changing it has opened up so many opportunities to learn more about myself and grow and become a better version of me and generally better human being. So this is what this podcast is all about. Conversations with awesome people who will inspire, inform and empower you to be more you at your brightest and best. Just like health and happiness, I believe there is no one-size-fits-all approach to motherhood. Learning to better understand, love and be yourself is one of the greatest gifts we can give our children. So I hope you will join me on this podcast journey of self-discovery, self-growth and self-love because when we connect with ourselves and step into our personal power, our mummy magic can truly shine. So please keep listening and remember, always be more you. Hi everyone and welcome to episode 9 of the Be you Mum podcast, take 20. <laughs> I have a cold in case you didn't know and I feel like I have a goldfish bowl on my head, hence last week not releasing an episode. But the show is back and this week I'm joined by the amazing Ashley Glenn, aka the Explore More Mum. Ashley is a mum, She is also a personal trainer and is based in Edinburgh, but also runs a variety of online programs. What really caught my eye about Ashley when I first met her is her love for the great outdoors and how she uses nature and the elements as her gym. In this episode, Ashley shares her motherhood story, how she got to become the amazing personal trainer she is today and create her business very much out of her passion. She talks about how exercise actually started off as a form of escapism to her and then grew into this amazing passion and now career. We talk about Ashley's approach to health and how she encourages and motivates um, others to achieve their goals by really building physical strength and resilience, but also inner strength and resilience. We talk about the importance of community. I love how Ashley puts a real big focus on this in the work that she does. As parenting, motherhood can be quite isolating at times. So Ashley really encourages bringing people together and trying something new. Ashley talks about creativity in terms of fitting exercise in and prioritizing exercise. You don't have to go very far to work out or get fit. She talks about how she uses her house as her gym and of course the great outdoors. She talks about getting the ball rolling. So maybe you haven't done this before and it feels a little bit daunting. Maybe you've lost your confidence. Ashley talks about building that confidence with the great outdoors, but also how you can really do this as a family and um, involve your children. I think we have become very disconnected from nature and we spend a lot of time indoors. So this is an absolutely wonderful way to try and um, encourage that sense of wonder, that sense of exploration in ourselves, but then of course in our families. Ashley shares so much wonderful information. We talk about the practicalities of equipment and what we actually need to be able to exercise outdoors. She shares a whole list of different places we can get really low cost um, low-cost kit from. And she also shares some really um, easy, achievable tips that we can fit into our day-to-day life. I found this conversation really, really motivating. And I hope you enjoy the episode as much as I did having this chat. So without further ado, let's get into episode nine. So hi, Ash. Thank you for joining me. How are you?
1: I'm great, thanks. How are you?
0: Yeah, really good. So, um, me and Ashley have just been chatting. Actually, I've been picking her brains and expertise about my marathon training. Um, mm-hmm. we actually met earlier this year, didn't we? I think we were, um, we came across each other in one of the, um, entrepreneur groups mm-hmm. and we just connected through that and hit it off because we're both very passionate about health. And, um, Ashley, you have a real passion for outdoors, you're a personal trainer, and I just wondered if you could tell the listeners a little bit about you and what you do.
1: Sure, so hi everyone. I hope you're enjoying Annie's podcast. First, thanks for inviting me on. It's so sweet of you, I love this. Uh, it's great to be part of a community of other people that really like to keep wellness and health at the forefront of their lives, so that's awesome um so yeah i got into fitness um basically i was having a a terrible time in my relationship and needed a form of of escapism really and i uh, decided to go and start running uh, so my son at the time was crikey, probably about 2 or 3 and um yeah, I just needed to get out of the house for a little bit. So I started walking and kept doing the same route and started running. And then that running became faster and stronger and ended up um, fast forwarding a few years later and entered a few races and won them. So got to a stage where I was like, hmm, actually, maybe I'm pretty good at this fitness thing. And whilst I was updating people on social media quite a lot of people were saying to me you're such an inspo which was a bit cringy but they were like yeah it's amazing I can't believe you're able to do this because by by the time I got really into it ended up becoming a single parent and it was really tricky to genuinely physically sort of juggle fitness and in, in time for myself whilst being a single parent there's practical things like you can't leave your child in the house whilst you go out for a run for example <laughs> so there's a lot of extra effort that was involved in just doing simple things like fitness but one of the things I managed to to really get into was doing high intensity interval training um whilst my son was asleep at six in the morning basically that's one of the the things that I ended up doing and I still do by this day. Um, so, yeah, it kind of snowballed into something, into this kind of creature where I ended up um, doing my level two gym instructor uh, course and then ended up doing level three. So, I'm now a qualified personal trainer. And when I was doing that, I was working full time, being single parent and also setting up my business. So it was was pretty full on, I would say.
0: Yeah, I mean, um, it's amazing what you do. Like you not only do the coaching or personal training to your clients, but you yourself go on so many amazing adventures and with your son and you do the content creation. Like there's so many aspects to it. And I think I read somewhere in one of your blogs that you you train regularly like you're doing exercise about six days a week and doing all those other things and um, we know as mums the juggling act is real I'm just interested what how do you do that what's your approach what's your motivation how do you ensure you um you fit in all the things that you love that are important to you
1: well I guess first of all The motivation came when I started to get enough energy to be motivated. So I think the hardest part of anything, and I'm sure you'll understand this with your clients as I do with mine, is that getting that ball rolling is the trickiest part. So once I got into a place where I find my own routine, I started to become fiercely organized, fiercely organized. So I'm quite a visual person and I've used this tool with my clients and it's worked and it's worked with myself and we've had a chat about this already and it's um, printing out just a basic calendar from Word and writing on it your life commitments. So when are you having to do something that you can't get out of and then you will be able to see where you can fit your fitness in. So I'm not doing high-intensity interval training six days a week. It's a complete mix of things I absolutely love to do that includes moving the body more and then direct kind of fitness sessions, a bit of cardio, running, cycling, to and from work. It's a complete mix. Um, So that's why I always say to to my clients, when they come in for kind of an intake interview with me, ask them, what do you love to do? Is it horse riding? Bowling, is it rock climbing? What is it that you that gets your heart pumping and that fills your soul? And they say, Oh, I really want to do this. And it's like, Great, well then that's part of fitness. Um, the way I see fitness is not going to the gym and doing, you know, hardcore weights. That's not what it's about. It's about making sure that you're looking at wellness as a whole. So that's how it works for me. Um, being organized is the only way that. I've managed to fit everything in. So having it on my calendar, written down, I can physically see when I'm busy, when I'm not, when I can have time just to sit and not do anything, which I'm sure you can imagine is not often, but it's there (laughs) and uh, also other aspects of my life. So, you know, you are talking about juggling all of these plates and mums particularly, we still do it to this day more than anyone else. In the planet we're always juggling so many plates and it's really starting to realize what plates need prioritizing and fitness and in your own health goes really quite low but if you're not putting that higher up you're not going to have the energy to juggle all of these plates you know, your brain requires so much energy. You you are required so many calories per day by right? just, just to live and then you need calories on top of that. And your brain needs that energy to think and to do all this thought processing. And if you haven't got the, enough energy and the right energy to to do that, then you're not going to be an, an effective machine. Mm. So organization, that is number one tool that I use in order to make sure that I can fit in the fitness, be a mom, a daughter, a friend, all of that. It's really important.
0: Yeah, no, that's great. And thank you for sharing that. And I also just want to pick up on, you mentioned the whole going to the gym. And I think a lot of people do connect getting fit or, you know, fitness with the gym. But oh my goodness, if you've not seen Ashley's Instagram account or website, please take a look. Because when I saw it, I was just like bowled over by these amazing images of parts of Scotland that I'd certainly not seen and really beautiful. And of course, you're out there using that as your gym. And I think you wrote here, we don't challenge the elements, we adopt them. That like gave me goosebumps because you really are using nature. You don't have to have loads of money in the bank for a, you know, a gym um, membership. You don't really have to have all the gear and you don't have to go too far. Um, So if you could just talk a little bit about that and using the outdoors um, and nature and what you've noticed the benefits to be, because doctors are prescribing that now, right?
1: Yeah, they are. And I and I've chatted about that as well. That that's a genuine prescription for people. We're in a world now where we're so desensitized. And I can pick out a client in particular who I have who is a young professional. Um, she isn't a parent, but she spends a heck of a lot of time in an office, no sun, no fresh air, and said that she was quite anxious actually to come along to an outdoor fitness session because she thought gosh it's going to be cold and windy but then realized that doesn't matter having that fresh air and being outdoors it did so much to her than she ever realized it would the benefits are huge so if you're looking at taking 20 minutes out of the day just to go out and expose yourself to the outdoors, the fresh air, the elements, just getting smells out there. It, it is really, really, really beneficial for your mental health. Um, not only that, when when you're outdoors, you are reducing your stress, which then reduces your, uh, which improves, sorry, your immune system, lowers your blood pressure. I mean, the, the physical reactions to being outdoors is huge. And putting in you know adding a fitness session into that it, on top of that it's it's like a win win situation. um You just have to put the right clothes on, and if it is a really wet day, just get your, your mindset into the fact that you're going to get wet you're going to go home anyway, and you're going to be hot and sweat anyway, so yeah, getting outdoors exploring. I mean just it really does get your senses going the fact that you can go out for a hike and you're seeing things you've never seen before it's about this, a sense of exploration we're designed to do that as humans so it's uh it's reconnecting to part of the world that we're we're not used to seeing anymore we see it through a tv screen yeah or a laptop screen and it's a uh, it's really, really beneficial to get out there and explore more. And also what I've noticed is if you ask my boy who's seven now, oh, what would you like to do today? He would hundred percent say, I want to go to Arthur's seat. Like that is his absolute favorite place in the whole entire world. And he would never have discovered that unless I put him there in the first place. There's no two-year-old that wakes up and talks about a place you know that they've never seen this is about getting them there in the first place and you know that became something so normal for us now i don't drive i don't have a car so we would get the bus down there and we would hike up and it was never a bother it was and it was amazing he was out rolling in the hills and walking hiking and he's really confident being outdoors now and um that wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for me just saying, "Hey, it's okay to get out and be out in the elements." So it's inspiring another generation as well. Which are, it's so easy to plonk a child in front of an iPad mm. and an Xbox, which by the way is totally fine in you know bouts of it. Mm. um But if you're going to do that all the time, what are you, what are you doing? It, let, let's get the kids out there again. Let's get them out exploring. But that's only going to happen if you're confident enough to be outdoors yourself yeah true. so there's ways around that um you can join some groups on facebook there are lots of walking groups for different ages and there's also um a women who explore group which are amazing if you're particularly not keen to to uh, hang out with other with other guys, which is fine. Um, there there are lots of groups out there where you, you can build up your confidence to get outdoors. If not, just grab your partner or friend and just go for a hike. I mean, the Pentlands are close to us. Yes. There's Arthur C. that There's a way to start it,
0: yeah. Definitely, and I would just say on the whole, like the elements in terms of um, its impact on stress, a lot of us now in the functional medicine nutritional world you know we're kind of advocating in order to kind of complete that stress cycle to actually put your body under a bit of stress because the stress now is running away from our email inbox or our boss or like disputes discussions um tantrums you know from our children all these different kind of um disagreements arguments you know what it's like the stress is no longer a tiger But if you put yourself under a little bit of physiological stress, such as you get cold or you get wet or you know you're pushing yourself exerting yourself that almost helps complete that kind of fight or flight stress cycle and allows the body to go into that restorative state that more parasympathetic like it's quite incredible and and I've witnessed this myself I am a bit of a fair weather exercise oh that's the story I was telling myself until (laughs) recently when I went running in the rain. And I just felt so much better for so many reasons, like the connection, the the community, the exercise, but also the elements as well. Um, I really felt that. So, yeah, 100%. And um, you were saying about your your, um, son and how he chooses to go up Arthur's seat. I read that lovely blog that you written on your website about that being his Everest and to him, it's like the biggest, most amazing mountain in the world. And you've been up there with him for what? Nine in the morning, eight in the morning, like, you
1: know, where? That's right. yeah, I think that was last year and it was, it was kind of a good tactic because it's winter's coming in and you, you know, the listeners could do this with their own kids. They feel like it's a real adventure, but really you're only waking up about six, seven in the morning because it's so dark in winter and we got the head torches on and he's had all the gear on it was adorable because he looked like he really was going to Everest (laughs) and um yeah again we got the bus down like the early bus in the morning and we hiked up and we arrived at sunrise one it was the most beautiful sunrise like we were really lucky it was a clear day and it was an absolute stunner of the sunrise it's on my um I saw my feed on 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 uh, Instagram, um, so that was one amazing. Two, the positive response that he got from the from the adults that were up there for for their sunrise walk, it was just magnificent. I think at the time he was six, and people were just in awe that this little boy managed to. An arthritic is not huge, but for a six year old, it's a bit of a challenge, and um, they were just really surprised that this little boy was up there early in the morning watching the sunrise, and he was just so confident in being up there and hearing all this positive response from all these strangers, it really boosted his confidence. So we've ended up doing other walks. We did um, Ben Arthur, which is the cobbler. We didn't manage to summit it because we had done this a couple of years ago, and at the time he was four. And um, it was a really snowy winter a couple of years ago. I don't know if you remember. Mm -hmm. um but it was it was pretty intense and we were uh, he was with a group of of my friends we're all experienced hikers so he was in good hands I remember coming out basically part of the walk you you end up opening right up to this huge valley where you can see the cobbler in the distance so by that point you have probably walked about five or six k and there was a mountain um training course happening at winter skills happening at the same time and they were all just in complete awe that at the time a little four-year-old was doing the same hike as them Mm -hmm. and again it was just being able to interact with other people that you would necessarily meet Mm -hmm. and when you're outdoors it's brilliant and it's all very positive it's not one day i haven't gone past another uh, rambler or hiker walker that hasn't said hi and it's just so nice. You don't get that when you're indoors, do you? When you're no. isolating yourself. So yeah, it's getting him out there and meeting new people as well. It's all just, there's so many benefits you don't really think about. But yeah, getting him outdoors, talking about that being his Everest. It's all about seeing it through the eyes of a, a small child. That, you know, that is a really big challenge and he accomplished it. Yeah. And I think that's why he finds it addictive to go out and explore and do things now. So fast forward a year later and a couple of weeks ago, we uh, we ended up doing Glenn Tress, which was a big challenge for him. And he did really well. We've got the video that's posted up on my feed as well. Um, he did exceptionally well. And it's just, you know, introducing other activities to him now.
0: Yeah. And have you noticed sort of, changes in him or have you have you seen the benefits you mentioned his confidence and stuff and what amazing stories to take back to school and his friends and yeah you
1: know. that's it exactly like he he's going back to school and he and he's saying oh I've I've been on the back of a speedboat whilst mummy was wakeboarding <laughs> stuff like that. You know, just like really mad stories. Um he has a little bit of thing for volcanoes because I took him. he's half Ecuadorian and I took him back to Ecuador when he was 2 3 and he claims he remembers this, I'm not too sure. Um, I took him to a place, maybe some people know this, it's called Tongarawa. It's an active volcano and so he has this slight obsession <laughs> because he's been there. He has this kind of tangible memory, it's just some, it's something that's going on. Um, and again, that wouldn't have happened really if I hadn't exposed that to him so yeah i see a side of him that i don't see with a lot of kids that are on the same street as us um because they tend to be kind of homebirds really and that's all right you know everyone's totally and they have their own right to do whatever they like but if you want to add a little something getting the kids outdoors is really beneficial plus if you get them out for a couple of hours and they're home and they're knackers and they're bed in time, it's a benefit for you as well, isn't it really?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So many benefits. And, um, what would you say then to maybe, um, a mum, maybe, maybe a single mum, or someone that ha- doesn't have much support or, you know, claims they don't have enough time for them, but they would really love to get fitter and, you know, put themselves in the center again and, and, um, improve their health what would you say um, would be your tips? I know you've talked about organization and you mentioned a few groups there, but actually taking that step and, and giving the outdoors a chance and, and maybe taking your child with you. you know, What would be your kind of um, tips around that? If you've not done it before. Yeah,
1: I definitely think start small. If you're gonna do some sort of outdoor stuff, mm-hmm. start small. It's also completely okay to to join um, these Facebook groups, especially women who explore, or there's um Iona's adventures mm-hmm. um where you could maybe car share, for example, if you don't have a car or you can meet up with other parents as well and start small. There are some uh places that you can go to around Scotland that are that are easy for children, really quite small. You've got Conic Hill in Ben are the two places that I would advise as your starters. You've got the pentlands and you've got arthur seat around edinburgh those are the places that are quite small that i would say they're easy and you get yourself onto walk highlands and um you can have a look at the website basically they have a description of how easy the walk is how long it is how long it's supposed to take and it's really the guide of that is a very slow walk you tend to accomplish the time that they say you need to do it in much faster than than what they put on the website so I'll start some with that. In terms of fitness, if you are a mum who's exhausted, who's tired, doesn't really know where to start, I would definitely think about doing some workouts at home. Using your body is the best tool you can use. It's that's all you need. You do not need fancy machines to get a badass body. <clears throat> and with some so with maybe a few light weights maybe a kettlebell some resistance bands that can develop something in the future but start off with your body um obviously you need to be cleared by um by your doctor if that you know for example you have just had a baby you need to be cleared by your doctor for you to start don't start doing fitness straight after having a baby um and start thinking about moving your body in the house There's not, there's, there's really, there's, there's no excuse to that. You can find 15 minutes in your day to start moving. If you're unsure how to get in contact with me, or you can use YouTube, for example, there are really good um, example videos out there. And also there's nothing better than having a workout buddy. Someone that you might know that might motivate you. And sometimes what I've seen, sometimes, all the time, they get quite competitive with each other, which is lovely. And it's like they're pushing each other to do better. And there you have a support system. Mm-hmm. So it's it's also a good idea to think about having a friend round and the kids can entertain themselves whilst you guys are having a 15-minute a or half an hour fitness session in, in the living room or in the... um. Conservatory, wherever you need wherever the space is basically um having that partner there is great it's not for everyone it's okay to work out by yourself as well but having someone with you um it's a great motivator um I went to a chat recently I went, I went as a guest speaker and a lady said to me Do "You know I really like the idea of having a workout partner because it makes it it makes me feel like I can't cancel, which yeah. is something you know. You feel like you're responsible for turning up. Yeah. So if that's how it motivates you, then fine, find a way that motivates you. But definitely start small. And in terms of fitness in the home, again, just start with basic body movements.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's great advice. And I think, Again, it's getting creative with what you do have, like you looked at what you could do in that challenging situation you went through and you used the outdoors. And there's so much that we can do in our house as well. And I just think, you know, put some music on because you can raise the vibration. You can, it can be really enjoyable. And I love how you kind of advocate community and connection because motherhood, parenthood, it can be lonely. And as if we neglect ourselves and we lose our confidence, it can be even harder, can't it, to go out there and um, meet friends, but also do the exercise as well. So it's kind of bringing both of those things together. And I think over time, you know, we're building sort of physical resilience, but it's also emotional resilience and confidence as well.
1: Absolutely. Having a sense of community is huge now. We're in a place in our lives where, you're so disconnected to so many people. You have a responsibility most likely to a child or to to a workplace. And so there's a big chunk of your life that gets taken up for someone else or something else. So when it comes to finding time for something that you enjoy, it's really important that we keep these connections. It's really important to keep investing in friendships and relationships because that's something that could help you in the future for support, but also just connection. But it's, it's what's lovely is that Say, if you turn up to um, a park run, for example, you've never done anything like that before. The sense of welcoming that you get from other people is brilliant, it's huge, it's really positive. You've never done it before, no one's going to be upset the fact you've never done it before. But the fact is, you already have one thing in common, and that's the interest of getting fit or running, for example, and there could be kids there. Like, it's already that, that that one connection that you have with these people that you maybe you've never met before. And that can go over all different aspects of, of um, activities that you can get involved in or keep doing. It's about getting out there and meeting people and having that sense of, of connection and same interests, which is really important because it's very easy to slip into a world where you're just... You're not talking to anyone face to face anymore. You're, you're so busy. Um, really important just to take time out and, and don't have to always be with family. You can go and hang out with people that are not necessarily your family. So yes, community is
0: huge, and it's huge. Yeah, I agree. And it really does raise your vibe. And I think, you know, it takes out the guilt factor because you're modeling the message, you know, you want your children to connect, to have good relationships, to be fit, to embrace, to prioritize their health. So I think this is just all so positive in so many ways. And I also read from your, one of your blogs, you put that all parents and all parenting styles are different really it's a mixture of own experiences desires missed opportunities interests and current opportunities i just love that because i I think you mentioned somewhere about maybe um comments about why don't you take your son to the cinema or why don't you do those things or do that and he's up um after seat in the morning but i i i it just goes back to what you value your health and connection and nature and community and and for maybe mums out there that this is
1: incredibly new to it's trying something new isn't it
0: giving oh, 100%. it a
1: go. why not because if you're not showing your children that you can't start something new you've never done it before that's not really going to instill a, a, a lot of confidence in the kids trying something new for the first time you've just got to put yourself out there mm-hmm. but also it's a really good opportunity to show your children that moving your body in however way you want it to can really inspire them. And you'd be surprised how many stories you've heard of some great Olympians out there that start with, yeah, it was my dad that passed me the, the um, boxing gloves or yeah, it was, you know, it was a parent that instigated something.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so yeah, it's, it's really, it's really important. And just in terms of
0: like practicalities, like I do hear it now and again, I've probably said it, oh, I don't have the right shoes or I don't have the right gear or, you know, where to start. And just hearing that you don't even have a car,
1: well, that throws that one out. So uh, (laughs) yeah, I know people keep saying to me, I don't have time. And I'm like, um, (laughs) everyone's lives are very busy, but that's why you need to write down on your calendar where you can find the time mm. in terms of equipment. Like I said before, your body is the best tool. All you need is the the environment around you. So for example, I have a staircase in my house. Now I can use that to lie on a mat on the floor with my feet up and do some sit-ups. Now that really isolates the abdominals there. If you're lifting your feet up and I'm using the stairs, then I can turn around and I'm putting my feet onto the ground and I'm using the stairs with my hands in the back and I'm doing tricep dips and that's by just using the stairs. Mm-hmm. There, there's an opportunity to use your house as the gym, if you see it as that. Um, it can be wrapping resistance bands around the doors and using them for lap pull downs. There's, there's so much that you can do with your house and a bit of creativity. If you're stuck again, you, you, I'm happy for anyone to message me and say, right, here's a picture of my house. <laughs> How do I work around that? It's totally fine. I can help with that. Um, so yeah, it's really important to, to think about what basic equipment do I need? Well, okay, fitness gear. You can get secondhand fitness gear online on eBay, Amazon. It's totally fine to do secondhand fitness gear. You just put it in the wash and there you are. Um, you can get some cheap fitness gear from Primark. If you're looking for something better quality, I would recommend a company called Harris Blue Sportswear. Um, They house really top quality um, sporting uh, trousers, leggings, tops. And again, if you were to sign up to my website, you would get 20% discount with them. But more importantly, the clothes that they have on their website are amazing. And I mean, I'm talking for mums here, High waisted supported leggings.
0: Wow, <laughs> I'm going to go on there because mine always fall down. That's not a good look. Exactly.
1: You want something <laughs> high waisted, but also it has kind of like a double membrane around the stomach, so it feels more like you're wearing spanks, if that makes sense. Love Spanx. Really and that's that's great for when you're first starting out with fitness. Um, in terms of equipment, I would recommend going to Decathlon. It's one of the, oh, it's just an amazing place, Decathlon really good um, equipment, really top quality uh, equipment for extremely decent prices. So you're looking at dumbbells ranging 5.99 upwards Um, and really just look at some resistance band and a kettlebell, that's really the basic equipment that you could look at. In terms of um, trainers, it depends what you're into. If you want to get into running, I would recommend if you're Edinburgh-based to go to somewhere like Run and Become, it's expensive, but they look at your running gait, they look at what type of running you want to do, and they will give you the appropriate shoes for what you need. Um, If you maybe don't have a budget as big as that, then look at exactly what type of fitness are you going to be doing. Are you going to be doing some sort of workouts at home, then you can just get yourself a training shoe. Are you going to be doing some trail running, get yourself trail running shoes? Are you going to be doing road running, road running shoes? They're they're all specific for a reason. And that's, it depends on basically the support around the ankle, um, how soft the sole is. There's all technicalities to why the the trainer is really important. My personal opinion is, I would invest in a really good, decent pair of shoes. Mind you, because I'm a PT, I have like 12 pairs of trainers and they all have specific needs. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely do invest in a good pair of, of trainers. I wouldn't recommend getting second-hand trainers, but second-hand tops, crop tops, jumpers, leggings, totally fine. Same with equipment. If it's a dumbbell, there's, there's nothing mechanical in a dumbbell. So a second-hand one off eBay or Gumtree is completely fine. Um, but if not... Want to start everything new i'd head to decathlon you can get absolutely everything that i was chatting about under one place
0: yeah no it is great um what would you say then in terms of we talked a little bit about just finding something that you really love and then organizing yourself maybe getting a buddy trying stuff at home outdoors What would you say around um, motivation? Like, where do you find your motivation as a mum when you just have had a tough day or maybe there's just been so much going on um, where you know that exercise would probably benefit but or maybe sustaining something that you've started, keeping it going? What would you say about that?
1: Well, sustainability, consistency is the number one demon of a personal (laughs) trainer. It's completely... Personal objective. So, when I'm when I'm talking to my clients in particular, when they come to me, obviously they're at the mindset that they're ready to make a change. Mm-hmm. So that's the number one step and the hardest step. Are you ready to really get yourself out there to try something new? If you're not, that's completely fine. Just wait until a couple of months later or a week later, however, however much time you need. If you are at the stage where really, like yes, I want to go out, try something new, I want to meet new friends okay, you're clearly visualizing that. So use that as your tool, as your motivator. If you're looking for something that's more fitness-orientated, that's goal-orientated, let's talk about the number one goal. What do you imagine? What are you foreseeing? Are you someone that wants to bulk? Are you looking to get leaner? Are you training for a race? What is your end goal? Now, how many months have you got until that goal needs to be achieved? break that down into every three months then break that down into every month break that down into every week then every week to every day because every day does count now that could be a rest day for example it's really important that you have recovery time that could be a day where you sit and you organize absolutely everything it could be a day where you're doing multiple things and that's okay that's your multiple thing day Mm. every day has a purpose and it's important to make sure that you are doing a little bit of something towards that goal, if it's fitness orientated, for example. So say, for example, let's take yourself, you're thinking about doing a marathon, is that correct? entered and paid for. Yeah, okay, <laughs> so you're not thinking, you're going to be doing a marathon, which i was so excited about. <laughs> um, so yeah, let's break it down. You have seven months. So then in those seven months, basically, you've got seven opportunities, seven months there. And you're going to break that down into four weeks. And into four weeks, you've got seven days in the week opportunity for you to pick one of those days a week, at least for you to completely commit to training for your marathon. So you're looking at probably one day doing resistance work and then one day doing your running and then a lot of recovery in between. And then you will know, the nutrition part of it and the hydration and the sleep and the trying not to be stressed out are all intertwined into that for you to then gain the optimum goal that you want. Mm -hmm. So it's looking at that big, big goal. What do you imagine breaking it down, writing it down Mm -hmm. and somehow feeling a bit more accountable by writing it down and that starts to then build a picture up of how you can get there. And that helps with sustainability and consistency. If you feel like, you know, you're a person that's going to struggle with this, Mm. be vocal about it. Tell people about it. The more more you tell people about it, the more you feel you're committed to that moment. So you've just said in front of all your listeners, right, I'm doing a marathon. There's no way out of it now. (laughs) (laughs) So you've just said to all these people, I'm doing a marathon, therefore it feels like you're a little bit more committed. That might probably get your tummy a bit like, oh my goodness. but then that goes, wow, that's my motivator. People mm-hmm. are now going to know I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this for myself. This is a big challenge. But how am I going to get myself there? So it's the same when it comes to one of the, one, my fitness sessions. So I break a, a down a whole fitness session into four moments. Okay. Four seven-minute workouts. That's it. And that seems to just become a little bit more attainable for, for some people little bit more manageable yeah. if I was to say to you at the start of a fitness session right we're going to do 200 squats you tell me there's no way I could do that mm-hmm. then at the end of a session with me I'll email you with all your results and your reps and then I say you've done 200 squats and you'd be blown away with the how you can do that mm-hmm. but that's only achievable if, if you break it down first because if we we say that we're going to have if I said to you right okay today you're going to run 26 miles you freak out <laughs> you've got to break it down
0: yeah and that makes complete sense and it's funny what you were saying about telling people like I, I work with a lot of people and I've been there myself who are scared to say anything that they're doing in case they fail and they get judged for that and, and I think also you know it's all that identity thing where if you're not um, or you haven't done much running or fitness or whatever it is, exercise before, it, it's that fear of then saying you're a runner or you're going running, but I'm not a runner, that type thing. Uh-huh. And I think it's just pushing into the unknown where actually, you know what, you are, you are running, get comfortable with that. I think people are so scared of, of failure, aren't they? Um, that they protect themselves and they play small and they maybe don't talk about it or they don't like to identify in that way where actually the whole transformation and transition is when you do um become that new person that new version of you because that is what you're doing um so yeah
1: and that takes time and you won't realize that until you're at a place where you feel like you can look back and go Oh my goodness, I've come so far and we're so good, especially mums to really play Like you say, play down all the things that you're doing in life and not actually seeing how well you're achieving. Yeah. So starting to change your mindset, you know, take some time out for some mindfulness, take some time out to start talking about how amazing you are, because all the jobs that we all do, it's, it's, it's huge. And it's really important to start, you know, thinking a bit more positively that we can achieve and that we can do. Mm. So, yeah, if you're looking at the big picture, there's something that you can, you're you imagining you'd really want to do in life. Mm. Let's keep that as a visual as your end goal.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What you focus on expands. <laughs> um, so I just want to ask also then, um, maybe you could share like three things that, you do each day that bring you health and happiness what makes you or helps you kind of um, be your healthiest happiest version I know it's not always like that in parenthood or in life but what are the things that you try and bring
1: into your routine every day that make you feel good so it starts off first thing in the morning my boy will come into my bed and we'll have a really big cuddle and I love it because I'm going to cherish this because he's seven now it could be only a few years left of the cuddles um I'm hoping I'm hoping that won't be the case but that is like the start to my day I love that that we have some time just the two of us Talk. how was your sleep did you sleep well and I love that and that for me it just it's become part of life it's a routine and there might be some people out there that don't have kids that you know maybe you won't know how it feels but it's just certainly part of my day Mm -hmm. um I do a heck of a lot of work to make sure that that boy has a great life so to get that gratitude from him and it's you know I'm not forcing him to do it it's absolutely amazing so that's number one Mm -hmm. then again it's morning routine so the second thing I do it could be a fitness session or it could be a rest day. That's totally fine. Um, where I probably will make myself have uh, very different types of smoothies already pre-made in the freezer. Um, that is the one thing that I'll stick to. So it's, I'm doing a little bit of something for myself. Guilt-free, by the way. Because there's no way on earth I should feel guilty for trying to look after myself. Yeah. And taking time out directly for me. Um, so that's that's the one thing that kind of sets me going. And especially when it comes to fitness session, not everyone's like this, but I I love doing it early in the morning because the endorphins that I get, the boost that I get for the rest of the day, it really gets me going. That's, that's the second thing I love to do. And then lastly, just before bed, and I've only started doing this, I'd say in the last two years, I will do something like a stretch. Mm. or I will have candles on I have candles on every night actually so that's that's a given night or I will just take out some a glass of water and sit and chill and not and just have complete chill quiet time mm. just to kind of really let my brain just debug everything yeah and I need that I really need that and that's literally like no Facebook no Instagram no TV, and it's just starting to become like part of routine. Um, and it's only 10 minutes. So you can see, like, at the very start of my day, it's like two things that I, I do that become second nature. Yeah. And I've kind of chaos in the middle of the day. And then I just need the end just to unwind. And that kind of resets me for the next day. Not everyone's like that, but um, those are the things that work for me yeah it's so
0: important that balance that restorative being still and just being present absolutely yeah. so um if you have any kind of uh, you 've shared so much it has been so informative and so motivating, thank you. if you have any other um, or extra words of wisdom that you want to leave. Um, our parent and mum listeners and also um where can we find you what are you doing at the moment um if you could just leave us with those things that would be amazing
1: yeah sure so yeah if you are new to the idea of putting fitness back into your life or starting new, or wherever you are at your journey it just go for it absolutely go for it there's you're going to get a ton of benefits from this there's nothing that can go wrong If you're needing a bit of support, I'm always here. You can find me on the exploremoremum.com. There's a live chat button there. So if you have any questions, if you're on any pages and you want to check out some more information, just click that button and you can chat with me instantly. Um, You will be able to find me on Facebook and Instagram. Again, under the name, the exploremoremum. And you can Google me as well. Check out my reviews, my testimonials. Um, all clients of mine have come from various situations. I've got from couples to clients from age 19 up to uh, 60. So men and women, and uh, they've all come from different situations and they've all left different testimonials there. So you see what they've come to look for. Yeah. Um, If you're looking for ways to get outdoors and you're not too sure like I said there are groups out there where you can get yourself out there um also there are people that I know on Instagram that are happy to go out and explore be by themselves and if you're confident enough to do that go for it it's all about just connecting with the outdoors and Connecting with other people and just starting to bring other elements into your life that are so so beneficial, mm. if you're needing uh, some tips on how on earth I do everything myself by running a business, I work full time on top of this, the house, my son, whatnot. I do have other tips so if you sign up to the website you'll be able to get discounts to lots of local um, brands, but also you'll get frequent emails about how to do food prepping, for example, or what fitness gear is going on. Um, I'm also about to be a contributor to the Girl Outdoor Mag, where I'll be also giving uh, fitness tips once a month um, for people who are wanting to get outdoors, include fitness, so that's happening. Um, If you are someone who really loves the idea of getting fit, but you're generally stuck on finding the time or maybe you're too anxious to work out in front of other people, I have an online program that is 25 pounds per month subscription. And you will get a recipe book per month. There will be um, twice weekly uh, recorded video sessions. And you can do all of this through an app where you can upload your measurements, upload your progress photos in private. You can talk with me at any point if you need any support. So that's also an extra element there. So there you are, you have a lot of options there if you're looking to get back into fitness, especially if you're a working mom or a single mom or just any type of mom and you really, really want that support more than just a fitness session then I will really get you. I'll really understand what you're going through.
0: Ah, oh, thank you, Ashley. That's so inspiring. And if it wasn't 10 to 10, I would be going out for a run right now. But Yay. I think, I, oh I, think I might just go and do the stretch. That sounds perfect.
1: it's so important to stretch yes do it
0: (laughs) i know (laughs) thank you so much that's been so amazing and so informative i'm really grateful for your time and um yeah thank you for sharing all of that thank
1: you for having me thank you
0: Uh, thank you wow another awesome episode thank you ashley and thank you everyone for listening if you would like to find out more or get in contact with Ashley, I have put the link to her website and to her social media platforms in the show notes. I really do encourage you to check out her Instagram. If you enjoyed the show, please let me know. And if you're feeling super inspired, please leave me a review. It really means a lot and is really helpful. I have a community for mums on Facebook. It's called the BU Mum Community this very much reflects the work I do with mums and it's viewing motherhood through the lens of personal growth so if you want to be part of a community of like-minded mums where you can find inspiration information and get empowered to reconnect with you so you can grow into your best self please come along and join share your love and share your magic Have a great week, everyone. I will be back next week, hopefully without the hypothetical, but I can't even speak, (laughs) the goldfish bowl on my head for another episode. Have a great week.